0: Hey guys, this is our podcast at the Clemson Foothills Church. We're glad you found us. Join us as we discover what the Bible says about following Jesus, loving God, and serving one another. Feel free to visit our website at clemsonfoothills.com or check out the Clemson Foothills Church YouTube channel. We love learning what God says to us in His Word, and we hope this podcast helps you to do that as well. With all that said, let's dive into the episode for this week. Boy, oh boy! No, <laughs> don't listen to that man. Okay, we're trying to stop that. <laughs> boy, I tell you, we are back to the norm. Goodness gracious! I'm glad I love you, man. Goodness. Well, hopefully your weekend has been great. Um, like I said, it's been it's been fun having some normalcy. Let me just remind everybody again, though is although there is some kind of regularity coming back and maybe a hint of normalcy, uh, let's make sure that we're very aware of people's space as well and just being conscientious of one another. And I know some of us are like, you're fine hugging and all of that. And, and, and sometimes folks are like, just back off just a little bit, okay? That's what I normally get when it's not COVID, okay? Uh, <laughs> but, um, but let's just be conscientious about that, okay? Uh, you can turn in your Bibles over to John chapter 15. And, um, you know, John chapter 15 is one of these sections where um, you, can, you can overpreach this thing. You know, you ever notice, Tyler, you made a great point. Uh, we think we are super smart. <laughs> you know, we think if it wasn't for us, God couldn't have figured this thing out. Right. And sometimes we forget to, to, to read the Bible simply. We forget to just kind of strip away all of the, because we kind of are inundated with commentary, right? We are inundated with all of these kind of opinions and everything. And sometimes it's good, there anything wrong with that, right? We've got to have good discussion amongst ourselves. But there's a time to go, hold on a minute, let me just get down to this simplicity of what Jesus was teaching, right? And so remember, uh, we're talking about being trained by Jesus, and here's why that's important is that's actually what a disciple is, all right? It's, it's when we say, Jesus, I want you to show me how to do life because I think a lot of us are in the same boat as Tyler. When I was doing my own life and leading my own life, I was messing it up, okay? I was really, even when I thought I was doing good, I wasn't doing good, okay? I was trying to, like, fill it with all kinds of things, okay? And so he, here's the thing. Jesus is like, yeah, I... Listen, I want to save you. I want to put my Holy Spirit inside of you. But not just so you can kind of scatter off, but that you'll come and be trained by him. That we'd walk with him. And that's not theoretical. All right. So let's think about that. Like just in a given week that we really should have our mindset on this idea of Jesus is with us and that we're communicating with him. Jesus, what would you have me do now? What should I be like here? Right? When we're studying our Bible, we're, we're, we're just feeding on the Word of God to know, how do we do life like you did it, Jesus? Okay? And here's the thing about this is, is um, there is something that kind of will free you up about that. All right, where, where stress comes in is when we start trying to do things on our own. Right, that, That's when life just gets stressful. It, it gets kind of I mean, it's super fast, all of these things. Um, So we're going to just, again, think about this lesson from Jesus. This is just a very simple lesson here. And again, as we read this, let your imagination go. I mean, really put yourself in a place where what if you were sitting down, you know, clearly Jesus would be camping when he taught this, right? If you were sitting down around a campfire and Jesus started telling you this story, all right? Because here's the thing is, I don't know what your experience is with the Bible or anything, but sometimes we read the Bible and you automatically think, oh, man, this is going to be boring. But it would be very different, I think, when we think, man, what if Jesus was like right teaching us? and We're just sitting around listening to him like his voice. How incredible would that be? So let's go here. John chapter 15. I guess I should get there. John chapter 15, verse 1, right? Jesus is speaking here. He says, I'm the true vine. My Father is the vineyard keeper. Every branch in me that does not produce fruit, He removes and He prunes every branch that produces fruit so it'll be more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have have spoken to you. Remain in me and I in you. Just as a branch is unable to produce fruit by itself unless it remains on the vine, so neither can you unless you remain in me. I'm the vine and you're the branches, the one who remains in me, and I and him produce much fruit because you can do nothing without me. If anyone does not remain in me, he's thrown aside like a branch and he withers. They gather them and throw them in the fire and they're burned If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you want. It'll be given. It'll be done for you. My father is glorified by this, that you produce much fruit and prove to be my disciples. As the father has loved me, I have also loved you. Remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you'll remain in my love, just as I have kept my father's commands and remain in his love. I have spoken these things to you so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. This is my command, love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this, that someone would lay down his life for his friends. You're my friends if you do what I command you. I don't call you slaves anymore because a slave doesn't know what his master is doing. I've called you friends because I've made known to you everything I have heard from my Father. You didn't choose me, I chose you. I appointed you that you should go out and produce fruit, and that your fruit should remain so that whatever you ask, the Father in my name, he will give you. This is what I command you, love one another. All right, there's something about this passage that whenever I'm preaching this, um, there is a sense of shame in how I've preached this in the past, okay? There's this, because here's the thing is, as you read that, uh, l- let me give you an example of how I used to. Um, you know what? You better uh, make some disciples or you're going to burn. just going to be pulled off, man. The twig's going to be thrown on the fire, right? See, that... that, that you know, what are you thinking? How, how do you get that from this? Right, where it's just that's the motivation of they're just going to rip you off because you really don't want to do what Jesus wants you to do. Okay, have you ever felt that way before? Like you automatically get pegged with this idea if you don't really want to do what Jesus wants. In fact, I'm here to just beg you to do what Jesus wants. And here's what's interesting: is Jesus is speaking from a st- of a different standpoint. He's going, no, 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 I'm teaching and I'm bringing people along because I do think deep down there's something they do want, no matter where they are. Okay, no matter where you are sitting here right now, I don't know what kind of weekend, I don't know what kind of day you had, night you had, whatever. Okay, but here's the thing, I'll bet you because you're here or watching on Facebook or whatever, I'll bet you if we could rip your heart wide open, there was something in there where you're going, I really want to follow Jesus okay? And that's such a better starting point. It's such a better starting point than starting with, you really don't like him, so if I can't get you to love him, let me scare you, all right? Wouldn't that be horrible if parents were like that, (laughs) right? You don't love us, so I'm just going to scare you, okay? And there's truth in this as we read it, but here's the thing. Jesus telling, he's giving this lesson, and it's this lesson about a, about a Uh, really a a, a concept that, again, we we push against. It's this idea of obedience to him. All right. And and there's something about this whole story. And he starts out, and let's just be very clear about what he's saying is, as he talks about being the true vine and the vine keeper and the fruit and all these things, I want you to get a picture in your head that his purpose all along for his followers would be that we would be alive and blossoming and productive okay we, we gotta we have to keep that in mind is that that's what jesus intended and intends as he teaches is this is what it's like it's like a flowering a beautiful flowering bush or a fruit tree all right jesus said this is my intention for people who follow me and he says and i'm going to tell you how you can have that really simply And here's what ends up happening. Boy, you can read this with such a filter. Especially, I just said a word, obedience. And that there could be something in you going, you lost me right there, dude. <laughs> like the fact that you said that, I am putting my heels in the ground. Because why? Because, because there's just like the stubbornness in lots of us. There's that stubbornness of going, no, 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 no. I'm not doing what anybody wants me to. In fact, we even as adults, we can say this to Jesus. You're not the boss of me. <laughs> <laughs> You're not the boss of me. I mean, some of you guys were raising young kids, right? You ever do, do young kids ever like, you know, just tell you straight up, like, no, heck no, I'm not listening to you. <laughs> right? How'd they learn that? <laughs> right? But it's this idea. Uh, of, of we, we can do that, and we can kind of even say, no, Jesus, you're not the boss of me. But I want what you have to offer, okay? And this is where the battle happens right here, okay? Now, there's a few things I want you to keep in mind here that are really, really important. Number one is, it says that no branch can produce fruit by itself. All right, that's just one of those little things. We, we've got to hear that. All right. Nothing is more laborious and boring and unproductive than trying to follow Jesus and doing everything on our own. It just you just get burned out and you felt that probably before. I certainly have. Where you're like no i gotta make this happen he says you can't do it by yourself okay i want you to picture this vine and this branch that's coming off of it and he says remain in me okay and and sometimes we've said well what remain in me means is to abide in him or make our home in him but there's something more specific than that is to be knit together with him all right to be knit, that, that word actually has that little, in this, in this context, that idea of just like a, a branch and a vine are knit together. He's saying, that's what I want from my people. That's what I want from them. That's what I want them to get, because then there's this flow of nourishment and this flow of nutrients and all of these things that are going to produce the fruit. And they're going to blossom and they're going to be alive here's the question i want you to ask yourself do you feel alive spiritually right i want you to just think about that okay because here's the thing is i think far too often we think it's okay that god's plan is you know you can we can follow him and just kind of be dead spiritually and he's saying no no there actually is a problem it's just like on your fruit tree if you go out tyler has some fruit trees right and you go out you got a fig tree all right. And, and what if a branch was like ripped off and you're like, man, I hope that thing bears fruit. You know, you're like, it, it can't. It, it can't get what it needs in there. Right. And so it's, it's just this idea of understanding what, what Jesus is trying to do and trying to, to infuse us and to not pretend like we're alive, though. I mean, have, have you ever done that before? Like you're like, I know how Christians are supposed to act. And so let me kind of try that for a while. All right, boy, that's a heavy, heavy place to be. <laughs> like, I know how I'm supposed to be. I know I'm supposed to be. And I understand what I'm saying. Alive doesn't mean hyper. <laughs> okay, it, it doesn't, right? A lot of times we think, no, the more, like, just wild I am, then that's alive, Okay. Man, man, alive, man, you see somebody who's healthy and alive, and it's not, man, emotionally healthy, spiritually healthy. I mean, you're just peace and contentment, right? And you're just like, man, I'm, I'm alive. I'm not burdened by sin, and I'm not burdened by my own like, unrighteousness in these things, right? I mean, I'm following Jesus, and I'm obeying Him because I trust that He knows the right way, okay? So let's shift our filter a little bit. Because again, I I think it can be easy, but I can share for myself to think when Jesus here says, you remain in me if you do what I command, right? This is is very simple right here. If you do what I command, you will remain in me, okay? It's very easy to picture Jesus as somebody right here (laughs) that is going, I got one purpose for you, just do stuff. (laughs) that's all you're worth to me, It's just do things, right, and, and that can happen, and that can get in there, and you're like, oh, man, Jesus, the only reason you have me around is just to do stuff, and it seems, that seems off, right, except, um, you know, my favorite, favorite illustration of this, and I feel like I'm going to use this illustration for the rest of my life, because I love, you know, um, I, I love, like, tall mountains that people climb, I love, like, the Himalayas, and I love like Mount Everest and watching people do that. And somebody told me one time, they said, it's just like, you know, if you, I don't know if you guys are into Mount Everest or not, but you should go on Amazon Prime and watch like some of those documentaries. Here's why. They're going up like to 30,000 feet, and there's a guy who knows how to get to the top. He's the Sherpa. I love the Sherpas. They've grown up on the mountains, okay? And here's the thing. There are times they're walking across this this path that looks this wide, but really it's only this wide. So if you take one step, and either side is a 7,000 foot drop. Okay, so I want you to picture that. I'm scared of heights. Okay, so you're up, you're up at about 27,000 feet elevation. You have to walk across this ridge. It's a drop of 7,000 feet, and it actually looks like there's stability on either side. And the Sherpa comes to you and he said, I'm going to tell you one thing. (laughs) do not step outside of my footprints okay what do you feel at the? Show? would you go sure, you're not the you're, you're not the boss of me would you would you be offended you're like what do you think i'm a child right you don't trust me and he's like no i'm trying to get you to the destination like, like, dude, I've walked this ridge for 20 years. I know how this is. I don't want you to die. See the difference? See the difference when our mind shifts from Jesus going, hey, just do things for me versus, oh, you're following me? Listen, I've been through this before. Like, I know how to navigate suffering. I know how to navigate sin. I know how to navigate these things. And when I tell you, hey, follow my path, it's because you've got a cliff close to you, and if you step off of it, you may fall, right? I, to me, that illustration helps so much, right? It is to think that, you know, you have this, that Jesus just helping us with this, and here's the other cool thing about Jesus. He said, I do, I do what my father told me, right? right? He's, not, he's not just, you know... He's going, No, I actually say exactly what my father told me, and I do what he tells me to do as well. But here's this thing, all the way through, there's this theme in this one story. Okay. And really John kind of expands this is this idea of as the Father has loved me, I have loved you. Okay. If we miss that point, okay, if we miss that point, discipleship won't matter. Like following him won't matter because you'll be, you'll, you'll be off course because you won't realize like that Jesus is going, no, listen, as the Father has loved me, I have loved you. And that's how I want you to love other people. That one lesson right there. That one lesson, and he's just going, I'm teaching you how to obey. I'm teaching you, how, I'm, I'm teaching you this, and I'm giving you this picture of this blossoming vine that's full of fruit. And then when it's full of fruit, people think God is awesome. Okay, And so, again, we go back to this idea, and we have to remember, though, and ask yourself this. Do you feel loved by Jesus? All right, Because here's the deal. In the church, what happens sometimes is there's a syndrome called imposter syndrome. A lot of people sit in church and go, man, if people knew who I really was, oh, I'd be in big trouble. I'd be in big trouble trouble. Here's the great thing about Jesus. Okay. Is he's like, listen, I want you to come to me and I'm going to, and the people who are going to hear me are hungry, but that doesn't mean cleaned up. That doesn't mean cleaned up. Jesus is going, no, no. I know what you've done. I know what you were thinking. I know what's going on in your life. And if you just remember something that, Hey, long ago, when I died on the cross, I knew that then so here's the deal is it's not like he's going everything he did was great but he's saying listen you do, you're not an imposter like i want you i know what you come on right come on because i've loved you to the point of dying for you and i'm telling you if you want to walk this path do what i tell you if you want to remain in me right do what i'm telling you to do right and then so here's just the simplicity of it all because here's what we don't get to control We don't get to control how the fruit grows. God takes care of that. But he says, remain in me. How? Right here, you look look on down in verse 9. As the Father has loved me, I have loved you. Remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you'll remain in my love. Now, here's what is easy to do. We tend to grade ourselves based on our intention. Right. I didn't mean to do that. You ever said that before? Man, I messed up. I didn't mean to do that. Yeah, and and, and we're kind of like, can you forgive me? I didn't mean to do it. But then, you ever notice when somebody does something to us, we don't give the benefit of the doubt on intention. We're like, you did this to me. (laughs) Isn't that funny? How we grade other people on their action. We grade ourselves on our intention. What's very important about this is we've got to separate these two things. We've got to examine ourselves and go, okay, I might have intended to do well, but how am I really doing in remaining in Him? Okay, the intention may be perfect, it may be great, but we've got to look and go, what is it actually looking like in my life? For instance, last Sunday we talked about washing feet, right? Not, you know, You didn't have to go and break out the pedicure kit and and like start lathering somebody's feet up. That's not the point of it, right? But this point was as a follower of Jesus that we lower ourselves to serve others, that that's what we do. He said, in fact, as I've done for you, go and do for others. So think about your week. Was there an intentionality to foot washing? Was there an intentionality of humility? Was there an intentionality of service of how can I help in this situation? What are your needs in this situation? And all we have to do, if I'm going, I didn't even think about that since last Sunday. My question is why? It was clearly Jesus said, do this because I've done this to you. And this is where we've got to go, hold on a minute, I'm not doing what Jesus tells me to do. Here's, Here's the reason why. It's perfectly linked with trust and faith. Do I trust that when Jesus tells me, wash people's feet, just like I've done yours, do I trust that he knows that that's what needs to be happening in my life? Do I trust that that is what's going to lead to fulfillment and fruit? Do I trust that, or am I going, that doesn't seem like that's going to give me a very fun life. (laughs) That doesn't sound fun at all. Like, you just got to be a servant to people and all these things. And it's like, here's the deal. You don't know until you do it. Isn't that crazy? You can tell people all day, it's better to give than to receive. And until that becomes like a part of what we do, it's like you never believe it. And then, you, and then you're like, oh, man, God, you knew. How did you know like, that that was going to be so amazing? And, and, and how, golly, this is incredible because he teaches us exactly to do the ministry the way he did ministry. We've got to be able to do this, but we've got to be very honest. What does it look like? All right. He kind of spells it out very clearly here. My command is this. Love others. I mean, it's very easy to talk that like to death. When we ask ourselves, how am I doing with that? Right. And not just like love, emotional love. He's talking about there's nothing better than somebody who give himself up for someone else. Again, does that sound like foot washing? Doesn't it sound very similar to there's nothing better than somebody that would that would go, be lower than us. There's nothing more fulfilling than that, than somebody who would, who would love and sacrifice themselves. And again, it's the reality. And again, our, our point isn't, how can we solve everything in a sermon? The point is, how do I take this back with my relationships and really start being real about obedience, right? H- how am I going to be serious about this? When he says, remain in me, And if you obey what I command, you will remain in me, all right? One of my favorite sections, you almost got to it actually today, in Romans 8, right? Romans 8, like 15. Um, uh, One of the things that Paul writes, he says that God gives us a spirit that cries out, Abba. You guys familiar with that? Do you remember Jesus saying it? He was in the garden. Abba. And and, and for us, I mean, again, we're fairly dramatic people. (laughs) Okay, we like drama. You know, I mean, we, we watch movies, we want it ultra dramatic. And, you know, because it's like there's something about that. And so it sounds like amazingly dramatic to go, oh, he's meaning Daddy. Right. Because it sounds like how dramatic. And it's just like it makes me feel good to call him daddy and daddy. Da, da. And, and it's so and going, we kind of manufactured that. All right. This is actually something that is you go to Israel, you would hear this. And here's the point of it. it it's like if um, if Tyler were to were to talk to Will and he's going, hey, Will, I need to do this. And, and Will's maybe not paying attention. Will, will, come here. And he goes, yes, sir. Abba means, Dad, I'm here to obey. Okay? Makes perfect sense. When Jesus said, Jesus said, Abba, Father, take this from me, but not my will. Your will be done. All right? I'm here to obey you. But if there's a way. Dad, I'm here to obey you. All right? And so that's really this point of our posture the simplest thing we can do in our week, it's that idea of going, okay, call the Father Abba, because it's that idea of, I'm here, what would you have me do? What do you want me to do? Like, I'm looking at you, like like a son to a father, like I'm looking at you, I'm just, I'm here, right? Just like Samuel, remember 1 Samuel 3? Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening, all right? If that was the one thing that was changed this week, of just this idea of, I'm going to live this Abba, father, obedient life this week. And so then you go through and you're like, well, I mean, <laughs> doesn't he talk about all kinds of other things? Absolutely. You know, hey, if you're, if you're angry at someone right now, God has something to say about that, right? If you're jealous, God has something to say about that. If you hate somebody, God has something to say. You're going, like, well, how do I obey? There's so much there. And that's why we have to be in each other's lives. That's why we've got to help each other. Because there is so much, and it's not, we don't want to walk around all locked up. This is about freedom, right? And so we don't want to make this super, like, complicated. But this idea in our minds of, Abba, Father, I'm here. I'm listening to you. I see you. I'm looking you in the eye. What would you have me do? Think about it as if we asked ourselves that question throughout the day. Right. You, struggle, you, you struggle with sexual morality? You struggle with pornography? You struggle. What if you were to go, Abba, Father, I'm here. I'm looking at you. What would you have me do? It's don't do that, Keith. Okay. But what does that have to do with loving one another? Because we, we put all these things in our head, and we're like, but nobody gets hurt from this. Nobody's hurt through, through my immorality or something like that. And Jesus would say the opposite. He's saying, actually, people are substantially hurt. People are substantially hurt and, and you'll continue hurting people if we don't buy into this idea of, of of purity is freedom. All right. And so if we don't trust him with that, we're like, no, no, no. All of my friends are doing this and all my friends have that and realize, no, no, no. Listen, I'm going to obey Abba. I'm going to walk in his footsteps. Why? Because not that I'm scared of him because I know he's going the right way and I trust that what he's saying is true. Right, that's where it comes down to just really heart level obedience. Okay, is this idea of maybe, uh, may, I don't know, maybe you're a maybe you, you cheat all the time, on your taxes, you cheat in school, you cheat in, you know, it's not like it's unheard of. I got caught cheating on a final. Don't ever do that. That's not a good thing. I'm just going to say that off to the side. Okay, that's not a good thing. Uh, but. Uh, But going, Abba, what would you have me do? Okay, maybe we're fooled by the world. I've gone, I need money. I need more money and more money and more money. What would you have me do? Be generous. (laughs) Give, right? Abba, Father, what would you have me do? I feel like I've got to get my identity from something in the world. Like my position, or even, hey, it's great being here at Clemson because it's like the national championship football team. And there's this idea of identity that comes with that. And going, would you have my identity come? No, no, no. He would be like, no, you don't need that. All right? is obey him and love him and keeping our eyes focused on him. There's so much that goes into this. So a couple things to take with us. I don't know how me and you can follow Jesus and have our eyes locked on him and really understand his love for us if I am not opening my Bible every single day. I don't know how it's possible to do, okay? And not to go, oh, I read three chapters today. But to look into the Bible and ask myself a question, what am I learning about Jesus? What am I learning today about him, and what's he asking me to do, and why is he asking me to do that? These are questions that we've got to take away from us. If you're going, I have, a, I have a tough time having a quiet time. You want to know what? Sit down with someone else. Say, hey, can we have a quiet time over the phone, over Zoom? Can we meet at a coffee shop and have a quiet time together? But, but here's the deal. I don't know how we can do this without being in the Word and in prayer every single day. Let's turn over to Isaiah 48. I love, um, I, I love the Old Testament. And, you know, we, we've kind of messed that up, too, because everybody goes, I hate the Old Testament, it's all boring, or it's like murdering people, or God's all angry. And, and I, I find it's just the opposite. <laughs> I find more grace in the Old Testament, like specific grace being poured out. I mean, I really do. I find so much of it here. Isaiah 48. Verse 17. This is what the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel says. Okay, so lock in on that. He says, this is what what the Lord says. I am Yahweh, your God. I teach you for your benefit. I lead you in the way you should go. If only you had paid attention to my commands, your peace would have been like a river and your righteousness like waves of the sea. Boy, I don't know, you know, as you get older, if you get older, you start wanting more peace. <laughs> I didn't think about it so much when I was like a teenager. I didn't think about it so much, you know, in my early 20s. But as I get older, I'm like, you know what, I want peace. And I don't mean just world peace. I'm talking about just this sense of inner, like, whew. He said, guys, if you would have paid attention, if you will pay attention, peace will, will, will come through you like a river. I, isn't that great? He said, if you just would listen because I have your benefit in mind and I know the way you should go. This is where we've got to lock our brain in when it comes to God and to Jesus, right? And and, and fight through kind of our understanding or misunderstanding of obedience. Um, Hopefully this has been something. I I wonder, and I would encourage you to do this, if you were sitting in a, a, like, around with Jesus, I would encourage you to write down, what questions would you have for Jesus? Like, what would you ask him after this? This is so important. Why? Because here's the thing, in the fellowship and in our small groups, that's what we share. I would ask Jesus, like, hey, dude, this this is not sounding great. Like, how, how am I supposed to understand this more? Okay. Because I love this. I love this part right here. And as we finish up, back in John... 15. I have spoken these things to you so that my joy may be in you, and your joy may be in complete. It may be complete. <laughs> Again, we've talked about peace. But here, how cool would it be if Jesus came up to you and said, I'm telling you this because I know that my joy is going to be in you. And your joy would be complete with this, okay? How, what, would you walk away going, this stinks. You're like, you mean, you mean peace like a river? And Jesus' joy inside of me? That sounds like life, Right? And we go all the way back to the beginning. He's like, this is how I picture a vine and a branch and beautiful fruit coming off of it. He says, but just remain in me. Listen to what I'm telling you to do and do it.